0: hello and welcome to another episode of the living inspired podcast i am your host carla herschel and today we have a special guest the very beautiful georgia zentrich so georgia is actually a client of mine and i wanted her to share her own story around her spiritual awakening, how she started her healing journey, and how she has slowly built up the courage to become a coach herself and step into business herself. So I'm really excited to share this podcast with you. And before we start this uninterrupted podcast, I wanted to invite you to my free manifestation calibration masterclass. This masterclass will be Thursday, June 2nd at 6 p.m. Melbourne time, and it is going to be magic. You see, when people are pursuing their dreams, they get things the wrong way around. They want to have the result before they take action. They want to have that evidence that it will work before they take action, but it actually works the other way around. This is the B do, have, principle. So being what you desire, doing, taking the action, and then you get the have, having the result that you are looking for. So how do you be (laughs) the thing that you want to be first? This is about tapping into that bliss, the happiness, the joy, tapping into those feelings before they have actually happened, before you actually have the result of the money or the freedom or that um, security in your business so i'm going to explain how this works so that you can gain clarity on what you're actually calling in and understand how to embody that vibration before it's happened so that you can call in your desires easily and effortlessly i am so excited to show you how to calibrate to these frequencies it is so enjoyable it is exciting it is fun And it will make your life a lot easier. So the link below uh, to sign up to the free Manifestation Calibration Masterclass. That link is below. (laughs) Thursday, June 2nd at 6 p.m. Melbourne time. I would love to see you there. And now this beautiful podcast with Georgia Zentrich. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Living Inspired podcast. I am your host, Carla Herschel. And today we are joined by the beautiful Georgia
1: Zentrich.
0: Did I pronounce that right? Yeah,
1: yeah you did. Hello. I'm so <laughs> excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So Georgia is actually one of my clients
0: at the moment, but she has a really interesting perspective on spirituality and she knows you know, certain things that I haven't really heard of before. So I really wanted to pick her brain on that. And I also think she has a really beautiful story as she's coming into the coaching space herself now. So I was really keen to hear about her journey. Where do you want to start? Do you want to maybe just tell us about kind of your spiritual awakening first?
1: Yeah, I guess like how I sort of got there is like through my yoga teacher training. So that's probably where it all started. So a few years ago when I traveled in Europe, I stayed at a beach hostel in the Canary Islands and surfed and the hostel manager was like a yoga teacher, Pilates teacher. And we did yoga sessions like on the rooftop. And I was just like, this is amazing. I need this in my life. And then when I, and she said to me, like, you're going to be a yoga teacher. And back then it did not cross my mind. I just didn't think it was going to happen like in my reality. And then, you know, lockdowns happened, I think 2020, And then I started yoga at home and then, you know, a yoga um, school. And then my yoga teacher, she's like, I actually need, you know, a yoga student to do my 200-hour teacher training, like my first ever student. And I was like, hell yes, like sign me up. And, you know, from there, so that was last year. I think that's definitely the start of where my spiritual awakening happened. She opened my eyes to a lot of things that, I mean maybe I knew as a kid but you sort of like suppressed those parts of you so yeah that's sort of like really where it all started yeah.
0: That's so cool and how convenient that these yoga teachers just crossed your path and then were like we actually need maybe. a student like you didn't even have to actively pursue it so how yeah. did yoga open you up to spirituality?
1: I just remember the first like the first session that we had she like was like talking about Joe Dispenza and like how he healed himself from his accident like with his mind and about him and I was like who is this guy and I sort of went and bought the book and obviously reading that like just like me coming from a psychology background I was like here is the science behind it but Mm. definitely through the yoga teacher training because sort of like Vedic um, spirituality I guess so the chakras the doshas um I think just learning about spirituality in that sense sort of really opened up my eyes and I relate to and use a lot of those concepts sort of in my everyday life so yeah that just completely opened me up to a whole nother world and like you know feeling energy and that kind of thing it's just yeah shifted Mm -hmm. so much yeah
0: it's interesting that you say so you were already doing psychology before that is that correct
1: yeah so I studied psychology otters at uni I finished in like 2018 so I guess yeah I sort of thought since when I was 16 years old I was like yep gonna be a clinical psychologist but I think once I finished my degree I was like I just don't want to study anymore for now Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah, I, I find it interesting when you said, like, so you came from psychology, which is slight, takes this more scientific approach, like you're always referencing studies and, and all of that yeah. and like looking at data and then getting into yoga and learning about like chakras and doshas and it's like a totally different approach. What were your thoughts when you first encountered like such a
1: different way of thinking? Well, like, I'll be honest, like I think my first, my first thoughts are like, this bullshit this stuff like I didn't like I didn't I guess I didn't really like believe it back then it never like crossed my mind like I knew that some people were spiritual and maybe you know I used to joke like about the chakras and now you know I'm not like I'm that person but um I think yeah I just was sort of like how is this even a thing and again the psychology part of me is like what's the science like what's the science behind this what's evidence but I think Mm -hmm when you are on this journey, like there's not always going to be a study that confirms everything. It's sort of like the evidence is what you're experiencing, if that makes Mm sense.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I personally was going through my spiritual awakening, I was like starting to see that so many people were putting studies or people in a position of authority over their own own experience and their own, their own experience and their own learnings and I was like this isn't really making any sense because they're doing something totally counterintuitive to what they actually desire to achieve and they know that the way that it works for them is just different to the study yeah they they just put all their eggs in one basket like just put putting the study before their own experience and I remember being so confused when I realized that that was going on and for myself as well, because yeah, there won't always be a study that has what you are specifically looking for. Yeah, And also a lot, I remember my psychologist said this, that when there's a peer reviewed study, it needs to be reviewed by your peers. So even though it's held in the highest esteem, I think, um, like even though it's really highly regarded, people aren't going to approve it if it, goes against their own findings and so there is a possibility that certain studies are still kind of a popularity contest or that yeah our human nature wanting to connect with people and who like it's all about who you know it actually still bleeds into science
1: yeah 100% and I think even with the psychology realm most studies that are published it's only when you find a significant finding so there's a lot of studies where it's not significant but it's not published so there's things that like we don't know and even the sort of replication bias that not all studies can be accurately replicated yeah especially like I used to work in health and
0: fitness and you'd read like a nutrition study this is a common one that says like red meat is inflammatory and I Applied that to my life for a while. And then one of my personal trainers got me back eating protein, and I felt amazing yeah, <laughs> for yeah. myself at that time. And then I started reading all these other studies that said that, you know, the original studies that were finding if red meat was inflammatory, they were using like low co- quality foods and finding people that just ate a lot of meat and they were eating like, you know, you don't know, like, was, were they eating meat pies? Were they eating sausage rolls? Like, was it fast food? Yeah. yeah. So it's actually really difficult to take into account, like, all the factors and and stress and are they getting enough sleep? And there's no
1: probable study that can actually account for all the possibilities. Yeah, for all the sort of co-founding variables that are impacting that one thing, because, you know, you can never control for everything, especially, I mean, if you're testing on humans, there are so many variables. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, beautiful. And so, obviously, neither of us are saying that, that yeah. point, the point design,
0: like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff, so important. But it's beautiful when you then start to trust your own experience. And I think yeah. spirituality really teaches you to lean into what feels good for you and to follow that.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Tell us, you mentioned chakras and doshas. Do you want to explain what they are? Because I don't think I've ever even gone onto chakras with my listeners.
1: Okay yeah cool so basically the chakras are sort of like the seven sort of ranging from the root chakra which is sort of i guess in your pelvic area to your i think it's crown crown chakra which is sort of like above your head and sort of each energy center has sort of like a different color and different things feelings that are sort of like associated with it so for example like the root chakra is red Um, it's sort of about, you know, security, stability, sort of grounding, you know, feeling safe. And so sort of with each chakra, there are certain things that, you know, can sort of take it out of balance. So I guess, you know, for example, the heart chakra is about, it's green. It's at the heart. It's about love, forgiveness, um, and that kind of thing. So maybe, you know, if you're harboring a lot of frustration and getting angry at things, your heart chakra might be out of balance and basically, you know, there are things that we can do to bring it back into balance. Um so in terms of like working with the chakras, I know that Reiki is one modality that, you know, focuses on them. Even, you know, different colors like green obviously is good for the heart chakra, just, you know, green being around you. A sort of spiritual healer that I was working with, her name's Brittany Van
0: Gestel. She got me into a meditation and we were talking about like I was like, I feel really tense, I feel really irritated, like I don't know why I'm so stressed. And we felt into like where actually physically in your body is that stress. And for me, yeah. like it was my throat. Like my throat uh, and jaw yeah, were yeah like yeah. so uh. messed up. And I was <laughs> clenching all the time. And I knew it. I think I was clenching in my sleep.
1: Yeah. And I think there are even like some physical like manifestations that can, like, for example. If your throat chakra is blocked, you sort of might experience, you know, a sore throat or like that kind of thing. Like I think each like um chakra also has like physical imbalances that can be associated with it.
0: Well, I mean, I feel bloating and digestive issues it's like a really quite a common one for women and they can hold a lot of trauma and energy in their stomach in yeah. their or their yeah. womb space even like really painful periods are you holding a lot of tension in your womb space and that would be your sacral chakra yeah yeah i just recently had a client who um has been storing uh were holding tension in her stomach since she was a kid to essentially try mm. and look thin but oh. as a result she's literally been holding mm. energy in oh. her stomach but it's, it's beautiful that we can then recognize that and explore it and like, see, like, you're not just physically holding tension. You're also storing all these emotions and letting them out. Like is so liberating. And I'm sure there's like plenty of just people can relate. I know some, a lot of people hold tension in their glutes. Like yeah there'll be, or your shoulders, like there'll be a reason why you hold it in a specific place. Yeah. I find all this stuff really cool where you're like, you don't just hold tension in your shoulders like you hold it there for a reason yeah. and yeah. finding like the metaphysical the why. reason yeah, yeah makes it so yeah. much more fun <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> rather than oh there's just a physical issue you know that kind of thing like exploring yeah, yeah what yeah what energy and emotions are being stored in the body
0: yeah mm. Well, like I so I was a dancer and like I trained full time for 2 years and had all sorts of like injuries and stuff all the time yeah. and we were really trained to believe like prevention over treatment so I was always going to the physio like spending a small fortune doing that and of course it was still productive but the same issues would still just come back uh, sort of no matter yeah. how much like strengthening yeah. I did or no matter how much like self massage as well like the same knots would really be coming back and I feel it's been such a relief to bring the metaphysical aspect of the why into my life because then it makes all of it like it actually is so much more effective yeah because if you've got yeah. like a knot in your shoulder and it's emotional trauma yeah. yeah you can roll it out as much as you want and put yourself through that pain but it's gonna keep it's coming just gonna- back yeah, and there's so much frustration there. But then when you can bring the Y in and release the the trauma as well, and like there will still be yeah. an element of massage or whatever you need to do. Yeah, it really gives you your power back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: beautiful. Could you explain what the doshas are? Because that's definitely something that's new to me.
1: Yeah, cool. So the doshas um, are sort of from Ayurveda, and Ayurveda means the science of life. Um, in sort of vedic you know spirituality um so the doshas so we are all constituted um with certain elements so we have you know fire water and we have is it fire earth fire earth and air so we Mm -hmm. all have these elements sort of like within us And so with, you know, the doshas, we will usually have maybe one or two, some people might have three um, prominent sort of doshas that constitute our body, mind and spirit. So it's a really holistic view. It's not just we are a body. It's sort of everything is all in one physical health, mental health, spiritual health, emotional health, everything. Um, so there's the fire dosha, which is called, you know, very hot sort of go, 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 I guess, prone to like overworking, especially in the summer sort of season, the pitta dosha is more dominant. And because of this, you know, I need to focus on cooling myself. Sometimes I get sort of red eczema and rashes, that kind of thing. So that's usually when I'm having like a pitta imbalance. And then there's also the vata. So I'm also a vata. So that's sort of like- which one is that? Uh, That's the air. Yeah. So if you're someone who's like, you feel like your head's always in the clouds, like you're just in another dimension, that's sort of like real vata energy. And with the vata, you know, you sort of need to take more focus on grounding yourself. So whether that's through, you know, meditation, walking barefoot on nature, doing those certain things that can sort of bring you back down like to that level and more, I guess, in your body and feeling more present. And then there's also the Kaffa, which is sort of uh, so kapha, um, you know, they're usually quite grounded and connected, um, but I guess, you know, generally they are sort of, you know, very nurturing, um, sort of compassionate and sort of, you know, this sort of caring kind of person. Um, so, yeah, they're sort of just more grounded. And so with each sort of dosha, it has um, different, I guess, you know, for example, physical imbalances. So when I have a physical pitta imbalance, I'm sort of prone to eczema, rashes and that kind of thing. And they also have sort of yeah practices, practices that you can do to balance your dosha. And sort of in Ayurveda, there's even things like, you know, different herbs, different meals, different sort of supplements that you can take. So it sort of goes a lot deeper in Ayurveda, but I guess that's sort of like a brief summary. And we do also sort of the dosha throughout a menstrual cycle, too, which I find like super fascinating. So when you're menstruating, that's sort of like the vata phase phase. Then when you're in your follicular, which is day six to 12 after menstruating, that's sort of like the kapha, so very grounded, just, you know, that kind of thing. And then when you're ovulating and up until your next period, that's when you're in your pitta phase. So like very fire, go, 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 um, get shit done.
0: So interesting. I'm always like, what am I? Like, I wonder, and I've... I think there's definitely a lot of fire in me. Um, Yeah. I also get eczema and it's – it's funny how, like, it's so much calmer now that yeah. I, as a person, am calmer. And calm. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and, like, yeah. All the years where I was like, go, 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 like, I'm working so hard, it would just be persistent. And, like, I still have a little bit of it now. Yeah. Not say that yeah. I'm, like yeah. Cured. And I always, for so long, I was focused on curing my eczema, like, trying to be mm. rid of it completely. And when I started to understand my own stress levels and then also, energetic someone told me for the first time it was only early last year that I was an empath and really intuitive and yeah. I was like what I thought empaths were like lame like I thought that was a bad thing to be I don't, <laughs> I didn't I didn't understand that yeah. it just meant that you were
1: in, in tune to like other
0: people's emotions yeah anyway when when I realized that then I realized that my eczema was really trying to tell me something, and actually, yeah. like if it's coming up and I don't know why, it it honestly means I am suppressing something. something, yeah, yeah, or even that I am doing something out of alignment, yeah. And it's like yeah. such it's actually such a quick way to, to get check updates in. from my body. Yeah, because yeah. if it's pretty much gone, I am like, yes, I am you know living in my truth and I am surrounded by good energy. Yeah. If it's coming up, I am like, oh, okay, I know that there is actually like an undercurrent to, to be aware of.
1: Yeah, I think like our bodies are so intelligent and we probably don't give give our bodies enough credit, but like they, our bodies will signify things to us before we even consciously know it.
0: Mm-hmm. We were just talking before this podcast started about our healing journey and that when we, we both started with like a psychologist and they are so beautiful, they've absolutely changed our lives. But once we started getting into the spiritual aspect and working with healers and releasing trauma from the physical body like once you get working with the body you're like oh this now the healing really begins like this is where all the answers are really kept which is so interesting
1: yeah for sure like yeah i've worked with a psychologist for like quite a while on some childhood trauma and i yeah i wouldn't have been able to get through what i got through like you know without the support of my psychologist but i think tapping tapping into you know this spirituality space there's such a different way of healing and I think it's not just sitting in a room and talking to someone about your problems like there are other ways to heal that don't consist of that and I can I I know how beneficial psychology is but it's also a very western way of healing you know sometimes healing is dance sometimes it's meditation sometimes it's walking barefoot on nature and how is someone else to tell me that that's not healing because for me that's what heals me there are other ways to heal that are beneficial
0: I really want to explore like talking about working with psychologists and the healing journey but just before we move on I did want to ask with the doshas can they change with time because or yeah can they change with time because I feel like I said I used to be so fire go 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 but that was really my programming like society had programmed me to be like that and since growing myself And coming back to like who I really am, I definitely see like a lot of air in me now, which in the past I probably would have denied. I don't know. So,
1: yeah, do they change? Mm, I guess I'm not too sure like if they can change in someone's lifetime. I guess it's my understanding that we generally have, yeah, you know, some predominant doshas. But I guess maybe it's that another one wasn't in balance or something so you weren't aware of it um that makes sense I think
0: yeah I'd say that well because I definitely do still have fire in me but I think it was just way out of balance before yeah
1: it sounds like you're sort of back in balance and now the vata air can sort of come out you know more creative more going with the flow and that kind of thing Mm
0: -hmm. yeah interesting I personally am finding this space like navigating this space really interesting because as things heal, your identity shifts so much. And yeah, in the past, everything for me was just go, go, go. And like, I was so motivated to just tick things off a list. Like I thought that made me like a good person, and now I have my self worth from within, within yeah, <laughs> mostly still a work in yeah, progress, yeah. But I'm just not motivated by the same stuff anymore, and I still want to achieve all these things. But it's like, okay, well, like, how do I find my motivation now? And like, I actually don't need to do the things that I don't need to do, like, I can yeah. just do you know as much as necessary, and that will have the yeah. same impact. And it's, it's really interesting as you bring things back into balance,
1: how that changes you yeah for sure, and just going with the flow rather than getting things done for the sake of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So I just wanted to ask that. So now, I would love to talk about your experience, like you so you've worked with psychologists, you studied psychology and then you got into the healing world. Do you feel that perhaps psychology has a bit of a shortfall where it's not really attuned to the body?
1: Uh, I guess it depends. So I mean, I think of some psychologists, yes, but then I also think of like some psychologists, like the holistic psychologist, who's quite popular mm. on Instagram. I really like her approach where she does see us as a body, mind and spirit. Cause I guess, you know, when you are sort of working with people and some people have different views as well, maybe some people want to just talk about it and want to keep things separate. But I think you know, if this is sort of the wavelength that you are on into spirituality, seeing ourselves as a mind, body and spirit, I think that w- working with psychologists can be beneficial, but these other modalities sort of like maybe breath work, meditation, chakra healing, they can also, you know, have a benefit on how you're feeling. And I guess it's sort of up to each person to decide, because if someone's not open to it, they're not going to, see any differences but if that aligns with someone then definitely there are other sort of healing modalities out there that can have a positive impact and you know help your well-being
0: yeah exactly right like when I started with my psychologist that's probably all I was capable of doing in that moment and not actually open to anything else so it's definitely yeah. such an important part of the journey what other healing modalities are your favorite so you've already mentioned breath work and meditation and yoga as well
1: Oh, I mean, I'd say yoga obviously is, yeah, one of my favourites, you know, through my yoga teacher training. Um, Yeah, I just love, yeah, breath work as well, although I don't do as much as I'd like to. I'd like to connect, you know, with more sort of breath work, um, you know, I guess events. Um, I really love Reiki, although I don't get it very often, maybe once every few months. I find that Reiki is just so beautiful I had one maybe a few weeks ago and I was just laying there like in complete zen like it just feels amazing yeah. and like sound healing although I have like a little sound bowl I don't go to sound healing events yet although that would be amazing but I think yeah sound healing is just incredible as well
0: yeah I've done just a few sound baths like sound healing sessions as well and they are so beautiful but all these things like there's quite a few so it's not yeah, like you can do yeah, it every single everything. one every day <laughs> beautiful but it's so cool hearing how you've incorporated them into your life I would love to know if you could just give us a brief outline of your journey before your spiritual awakening and what
1: you personally are sort of healing like why is it important for you to heal so I guess like before my spiritual awakening. You know, I've been seeing my psychologist for like many years to get some support with mental health and sort of process like childhood trauma. So childhood. Don't feel like I have to be so deep on my healing journey all the time. Like I have been working with coaches over the last year, but I feel like if I was to, you know, have a bit of a break and I can always resume it later, but I'm always going to be healing and working on myself.
0: I mean, I found last year when I went through, yeah, my own spiritual awakening, let go of quite a few friendships. Like it was very painful. I was journaling like six, Crazy. eight pages <laughs> a day. I don't know. It was a lot yeah. and like rage screaming, like yeah. every day crying. I had so much yeah. to process. And because it was also like my spiritual awakening, I was really learning to actually feel my feelings for the first time also. So it wasn't just the context of what had happened recently, but like a backlog yeah. of suppressed of emotions. Everything. Yeah. 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 And then perhaps like February of this year, then I was able to be like, wow, I don't have anything to process in this moment. I can just yeah. be where I'm at be. right now. And some new things are coming through for me now, where like, yeah, especially for me, I've worked a lot on opening my heart. And like I said, feeling my yeah. feelings. And now I'm realizing okay, so I spent a lot of time learning to feel the negative feelings that I had suppressed. And now it's also giving myself permission to truly feel the positive feelings, yeah. and not just the negative ones. Like yesterday, my client Eloise, we were on a call with Georgia as well. And Eloise like burst into tears. Oh. She was like, I love working with you. <laughs> like, I love coming to your classes. And I was like, thank you so much. I love her too. And I'm like, am I actually feeling this right now? am I actually feeling the impact that I've had? And yeah, it's then it's another layer for me that I'm about to dive into.
1: Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I love that you talked about journaling, because I feel like when I'm going through an intense period, I go through journals like really quickly. Mm. And then like now I feel like I'm sort of in alignment and I maybe journal here and there, but not like as I guess like intensely, Mm -hmm. but I can definitely tell when I'm having periods where there's a lot going on mentally because I'm just
0: yeah Mm. yeah journaling helps me as well get my thoughts out. I like I used to think that I was an overthinker and I would judge myself for that, and now I see that I'm just very observant or I feel deeply or I'm very very intelligent. I feel like Um, and I like to think about things from different perspectives and it's just that, that judgment, um, where, where you think it's overthinking and now journaling such a beautiful tool for me to understand and make sense of my thoughts and, and to bring, yeah. to bring that power back instead of having yeah. them like run around. outside. Run, oh of yeah, you. for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but this is such a great segue because I wanted to touch on sort of toxic spirituality with you. And yeah, so I feel toxic is also a judgment. <laughs> I should just say this, the shadow of spirituality, where like you feel that you have to be growing and expanding all the time and you should be journaling every day and those sorts of rules and expectations are the very thing that you're trying to let go of in spirituality.
1: Sort of yeah touching on what you've said I did a sort of um, online like I guess workshop sort of recently and what I wanted to you know a clear point that I made is that Spirituality looks so different for everyone. Everyone has practices that they need to try, and there's so much out there, and you can't try everything all at once. You know, you dabble in different things, oracle readings, crystals, you know, but don't expect yourself to like know everything. And I guess, you know, you can incorporate spirituality into your everyday, you know, if that's something that you want to do, but don't feel like you have to do everything all the time. And if you're also not making time for practices one day, it doesn't mean, you know, you're not like spiritual. And I feel like even for me, like, I guess, you know, I sort of have like, you know, short hair, like, I guess, even the way that I guess I think of someone is in spiritual is like, you know, a woman in a long dress with long hair connecting to earth. And like, you can still be spiritual, but look, you know, however you look you know Mm -hmm. just however you are and I think and as well I guess like this is something that I'm working on too I think at the start of my spiritual journey I was like oh my god this is like crazy this is amazing and sort of I guess in a sense like I feel like I was more judging people around me who couldn't didn't want to get on the same wavelength but now I respect people who don't have the same the same sort of values of spirituality as me but I can still you know value everything that I know
0: yeah there's so many amazing things that you touched on there like with spirituality it's I feel the intention is just to be the highest expression of yourself whatever that may be and essentially you can't you can't do anything that's not spiritual (laughs) like we are spiritual beings period yeah us being here having this experience is spiritual period like going to the toilet is spiritual um if you want to just work in a nine to five and then watch TV and drink beer every day, that is a sacred experience. Yeah. That is spiritual as well. Yeah. So we definitely get hung up on like, oh my God, I didn't meditate do- today. Do I even yeah. care about achieving yeah. enlightenment? And then it's like, well, there's actually, there's actually nothing to achieve and no goal. Yeah. The, when you're when you consciously are on the spiritual path it's it is about that evolution and and yes pursuing the highest expression of yourself so pursuing what is in alignment like honoring your health but that doesn't mean that you cease to exist in this world or that you don't participate and you don't yeah. enjoy like the joys of all the different levels because yeah. all the levels are part of the same thing and again like yeah everything is spiritual yeah I find even now I catch myself with the judgments, like trying to take the judgments off of others. And it's important to distinguish, like, you don't want to step further into the shadow of spirituality and then have no judgments at all. Like, be honest about what your preferences are.
1: Yeah. And the
0: key word is preferences. Yeah because everybody has preferences and there's no denying that and like you have a preference with who you hang around with and the way that you are treated is a preference yeah then if someone doesn't align with that then you just like you just wish them well and you still speak your truth as well if it comes up but you wish them well and you're not trying to convince them that your way is better or higher path yeah
1: yeah a hundred percent so for you where are you at
0: in your life right now? And where do you feel you're at in your sort of spiritual journey as well?
1: So in my life, I feel like I'm really stepping into alignment where I've probably wanted to go for like the last few years, but I've been been a bit afraid. So I am part-time at my job now, which is really like incredible because I still, you know, I get to support young people, but I have a bit more freedom to focus on my yoga teaching and my, you know, my business. So I feel like, you know, I've been working with my own first client, which has been so incredible. Like that's something that I did not think that a year ago I was even capable of doing. So I'm really sort of stepping into my power, speaking my authentic truth and just sort of, you know, really, I guess, chasing what I want to do and not like what society sort of, you know, tells me I should do, which is, like really liberating, like it is scary, but it's also really liberating doing that. And I feel like in, I guess, my spiritual journey, I feel like I'm getting to a stage where I have you know my own sort of go-to practices, like I do a daily oracle reading, yoga, certain things that I know work for me. And I feel like I'm also connecting with a lot more people who are on the same wavelength, whether that sort of be, Virtual or like in person events. But I think that's something that during this, my spiritual awakening, like I just felt like I was, I guess, going crazy, but like it was a lot Mm -hmm. for me to process. And I didn't, like, I had my yoga teacher and the other student, but aside from that, I didn't really have any friends that were into it like this. So it was quite, I guess, isolating because I couldn't really speak to people about these topics like I could but they might say okay but I don't really understand and I don't want to talk about that Mm -hmm. so it's been really like incredible to connect with other people and also sort of speak my truth on spirituality and Mm -hmm. say to myself like not everyone has to like this if they don't that's okay like Mm -hmm. they can choose to unfollow they can choose to do whatever they want to and that's a decision that they make in alignment with their highest self um but, yeah, just really speaking my truth.
0: Yeah, it's so beautiful. Could you just share, like, what is the job that you have now and where are you heading with, I think you mentioned it was coaching, because I think people would love to know the actual, what's actually happening for you.
1: So I work with young people, so who are accessing sort of Headspace, and I help them land employment or look sort of into study. So I guess that's how I fell into it because of psychology. I volunteered there. And it's a really rewarding role sort of, you know, being able to help young people, empower them to do these things that, you know, maybe they could have, like they could have done on their own, but I think it just might have taken a bit longer or they might not have had the confidence that they do so it's sort of really rewarding being able to use what I've learned in my psychology alongside a bit of what I've learned in coaching to motivate them and really help them, you know, reach their goals because, you know, once they do find work, that just improves everything with their mental health.
0: Amazing. And so what's your intention with coaching? You said you've been wanting to do it for a while, but you've been a bit scared. So how's that mapping out for you?
1: Yeah. So I basically, I started working with sort of, coaches being coached by coaches last like last year I think around April May and I think I just would always be triggered by coaches and then I think when I started to explore it I was like there's I'm triggered because I want to be them I want to do like Mm. what they've been you know some coaches just like really get into it and that's their journey but for my journey it's been a lot of exploration, sort of navigating, I guess, full-time work started my first sort of group program with my one one client who signed up, which has been so incredible and where I'm aiming to go with that. It's called, you know, Your Soul's Journey. It's about discovering your dharma and your soul's purpose. I'm aiming to run that again in either June or July and start, you know, working with more one-on-one clients. Now that I'm part-time, I have more capacity to open up more space just to support more people so yeah
0: (laughs) your soul's journey do you want to talk a little bit about why you created that program
1: yeah absolutely so I guess for me I, I just wanted so my I guess passion is about dharma and you know your soul's purpose so Sahara Rose has a lot of work on this and I just find that sort of work I guess really rewarding because for me I'm discovering my Dharma, you know, yoga teacher, yoga teaching, open the doors to spirituality and then mindset coaching. But before I just felt like I had to fit into this box of just doing the nine to five job. And I felt like if I wanted other things that I was like weird or I don't know, you know, because society tells you get the nine to five job. That is what is going to keep you happy, happy. So I just mm-hmm. really wanted to sort of create like a course that touched on some of the sort of standard self-development things like limiting beliefs, self-love, habits, values. And then, you know, with a bit of focusing as well on like, you know, your highest self, you know, your Dharma and your soul's purpose. So just sort of like you know, I guess a brief introduction into spirituality and self-development for people who might be more new to it, just to help them sort of, you know, move forward and have more clarity and purpose around what they want to do, you know, with their life.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's so funny, like we're always helping people and us helping ourselves. And you think you probably weren't, you probably were in that position not that long ago when you're being triggered by coaches, but actually wanting to step out into that field yeah. and now you have the courage to be in that position and you can help someone else that's that's just starting and maybe yeah. being triggered as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so beautiful. I would love to know like what's your ultimate sort of dream or vision right now? Like how would you like to be living? Do you want to be coaching full time and when I say full time I don't mean
1: full time yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess like a dream, like for me, this is something that I've been in like visualizing for the last year or so, would just sort of be, I guess, to either rent or like buy, but sort of like have like a little, you know, sort of like yoga healing studio, sort of downstairs or at the back of like a home and, you know, run yoga classes, have sort of like healing workshops and even connect with other business owners and healers and sort of like even rent that space out just to create a space for connection to connect with other people sort of, you know, with similar interests. So I guess like that's like a vision that I'd love to work towards over like the next few years and yeah, sort of doing, you know, coaching, yoga, teaching. What a fun life.
0: It's going to be for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How chill is that hanging out with spiritual people, business people, helping people to heal, doing some coaching. Like, fuck yeah, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. And, I would love to know what is one thing that you think the collective needs to hear right now or something that you would like the listeners to raise their awareness something you would like to say oh wow (laughs) Um, throw this on you
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think like I just think like it's okay to take a different path to what's normal and to sort of step away from things that and people that no longer serve you I think go it wants to hold on to things it wants to keep us safe and if you're if you're not if you just want to stay safe then that is okay but if you are on this journey and you want to grow it's okay to take risks that scare you and you know a bit of like anxiety when you're trying something new is like normal and really good so just know that you know, do the things like that scare you a little bit and just watch how much you grow and expand.
0: So beautifully said. Thank you so much for coming on today. This has been really fun. How do you feel?
1: Oh, I feel amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a good chat. I just love, yeah, connecting with other people and just being able to talk about these kind of things so openly and freely.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: this is a safe space. We're raising the
0: collective vibration together. And I'm so appreciative of the, my own coaching that I've had that makes me speak this with confidence because then I'm attracting other people that want to speak about this with confidence as well. I'm like, yes, it's becoming yes. like normal <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you also have that period where you just feel isolated and crazy. And I remember telling my parents one day, I'm like, last night I had a vision. I saw a beam of light in my room and it <laughs> connected with me. And my parents are like, Okay. Uh. Like, <laughs> like, should we be medicating this? <laughs> so yeah. funny. So no, thank you for being here and sharing this this different side of spirituality, which um is so deeply a part of your life and it's just beautiful to learn about all the different methods. And it's so inspiring to hear someone else's journey. I mean, yeah. you're already here and it hasn't even been that long. And like, yeah, other people take that risk, lean into the fear follow what you truly want and um if you want to find georgia i'll put her instagram up it's called curious minds with george yeah that's it yeah beautiful and yeah if you're interested in her your soul's journey program as well you can definitely reach out to her and she's going to be coming to ecstatic dance as well (laughs) i can't wait (laughs) it's gonna be so good i think at the time of posting this the the event will have been but people can keep that in mind for the next one. Anyway, I'll wrap that up. If you enjoyed this podcast, send me a message on Instagram. If Georgia's story resonated with you, feel free to share the podcast.